0: And now your host, multimillionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley.
1: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and as always, we're bringing people on to help you align yourself with someone that might seem close to who you are. In other words, it's really hard to associate with Del Wamsley, you know, I'm kind of a freak in nature. People out there have the same type of lifestyles and quality that you have. Today, I have a gentleman who's been on the show four times before. But what really happens to these people? Do they really retire? You know, I always get these questions, you know, how many people actually retire? And if they do, does it really work? Do they ever have to go back to work? or you know, all this type of stuff. So today uh, I have a gentleman with us just to introduce him. Let's talk about the fact he's done 90 multifamily deals, nine single family deals. Uh, he sold 20 of the multifamily deals he's done, so he still has 70 of them. That's uh, 2,723 units, and that is a portfolio worth over $1.3 billion, with a B, right? 33 different lead investors are in these deals. He's uh, followed into these deals, and he's in uh, multiple states, Texas, Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, Kansas. So he's diversified himself out. I'm very happy to welcome him back for the fifth time to our show, Bill Fravel. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Dell. Thank you once again for having me and showing me the maps.
1: Well, Bill, uh, today, as always, we're going to start with just a little bit about yourself so people can relate to you. And, you know, many people probably heard you multiple times on the show already, but there's, you know, brand new people to show all the time, so... We're talking to a whole new group of people. Let's start out with, uh, you know, how you got started investing. I think your dad did a little real estate investing or something, and then you followed on after that. Or how would that work?
2: Well, I could say it is in the family. Uh, my dad, as he got older, he worked for the Louisville Gas and Electric Company in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, he kind of thought, you know, I don't think I'm going to have enough retirement money available. So um, he ended up buying, he would buy these large houses in the downtown area and convert a large house into four apartments. And um, I would go over there. I was very young at the time and watch him do this at night because he'd work all day and then go do that at night. Um, And he ended up managing those. And and, uh, I would go with him sometimes to collect the rent. Um, But he did that also. So he was a, he was a hands-on guy that did it all. Um, And that's, I would say that's probably where my beginnings came from. Didn't really get into real estate again other than buying my own home um, until right after the uh, 2008 downturn. Um, Living in Orlando, Florida, we had a lot of houses going to foreclosure. And um, I ran into a friend of mine who was a broker, and he he didn't have any money available, and he was asking me, would I be interested in buying some single-family homes? So I said, well, let's take a look at that. And um, that first one, I'll never forget. It was so difficult to make a decision to do it. I was hemming and hawing and wondering, can I can I really do this? And I um, had to see it a few times and walk through it and see what's it going to take to get it back up to rentable. Uh, and, uh, and then after that, it just started becoming easier. So uh, yes, I ended up with nine single-family homes through the downturn. Um, if I had to do it again, I probably would have bought more. But um, that was the beginning for me um, with uh, the single-family homes.
1: Now, you did all that while you were had your own practice, I believe, or did the practice come yeah. later?
2: Yes. No. Um, I had opened my practice in Orlando in 1987, so the practice was going along well, um, and uh, this was kind of a little side thing I was doing. but. With these apartment or I'm sorry, with these uh, single family homes, I really didn't have the knowledge of how to run them about best product,
1: best price, which you teach. So um, running your own practice, I know you had your wife working in the practice, doing the business part of it, and you were doing the the actual work. Um, Did you find it difficult to find the time to do these side projects? I'm just, you know, it it seems to me people that own their own businesses, especially practices, seem to be busy all the time.
2: Well, it is true what they say. You have that key and it. The operation doesn't go unless you turn that key every day. So uh, uh, I, I was always a solo orthodontist in the practice and I had to be there to see the patients so that did take time luckily for me as you mentioned with my wife being the office manager that that gave me a lot more free time as well so i could go in and really just treat patients which is what i wanted to do and, and still love um so yeah so that worked that worked pretty good but um i did have a little free time and honestly with these uh single family homes the uh real estate agent i was speaking of uh he uh, he, he they had a an arm of the business that would manage these apartments. So I let them do that. So they pretty much did everything. However, they'd call me with questions now and then.
1: Well, that doesn't too, That doesn't sound like it's got to take a lot of time uh, no. approach that way. What made you decide to look into Lifestyles Unlimited?
2: Well, that, that does have a story with it too. I was, um, I'm always a learning kind of guy, I'm a lifelong learner. I've always when I would go to lunch, um, I would listen to talk show hosts on the on the radio and um, I've been listening to a certain fellow for a couple of years and then all of a sudden one day um they make this announcement that um this is in Orlando that uh he'll no longer be on the radio, but this fella named Del Walmsley in um, life from Lifestyles Unlimited is is going to have the show now. So I started listening to this, and the first thing that I'm hearing about is how an individual like myself could purchase into an apartment syndication. And I had never heard of that. The only thing I knew about it was what my broker told me about buying into a a, a, a reit. Um, so that definitely enticed me to think a little bit more into this. And um, after a few weeks of listening, I didn't wait five or six years. I jumped on it right away. I did uh, take the, uh, the introduction online, and um, I was able to do the two day online as well. It was one of the, I guess, one of your earlier programs because I know now you do it pretty widely.
1: How did you decide how quickly you were going to fu- buy deals? How did you decide what pace to take through this, and how did you work that out?
2: Well, in the beginning, I did have fairly limited funds, so I wanted to divide that up and keep that um, to a, a risk-adjusted amount, um, which I felt like, and and I didn't want. I was kind of tiptoeing into it in the beginning. I think for the first year, I did, I may have purchased up to five, but kind of tiptoeing in it, just kind of see how it was working, uh, really get the feel for things. Um, You do get reports from the leads. Some of them will do it monthly, um, but definitely quarterly. So you can kind of get a feel for that and how this is all working. And then um, I started selling some of these single-family homes as the market was recovering here in Orlando and deploying that right into multifamily deals. And then along about um, October of 2018, Um, with a good amount of confidence, I could retire. I went ahead and sold my practice and started deploying that money into multifamily deals.
1: Yeah, you must have made some pretty good money from when you bought those single-family houses to when you sold them, huh?
2: Yes. Um, Just about all of them doubled in price, which was pretty amazing. Unfortunately, some of them I I did pay cash for, which I know better than that now. (laughs) (laughs) Because it always works better if you have a mortgage on them.
1: So you sold your practice, which put your wife out on the street <laughs> and yourself. Um, after that, what did you guys start doing? I mean, both of you, you know, quit your job at the same time.
2: Well, it didn't quite work that way, Dale. <laughs> um, with the sale of the practice, my plan was to continue working. The The, the initial plan was I worked for three years, and I'd cut, cut back every year. Another day. Um, well, I got down to uh, the year I was supposed to turn to one day, and and the new owner asked me, uh, "Hey, would you mind working a an day and a half?" And I said, "You know what? I I really enjoy this now because I, I don't I don't have the responsibilities of a practice owner anymore. I'm I'm having a blast now. So it's such a difference knowing you don't have to work anymore. Um, so I agreed to that, and believe it or not, I'm still doing that. Um, and it's not it's not a bad thing. It's because that's what I choose to do. And that's really what what the lifestyle lets you do. You can choose what you want to do. Now, my wife, she told me that, uh, well, you know, the day we sell the practice, I'll be fired. I'll be out on the street. And uh, what am I going to do? And I said, well, I just, you know, I just kind of brushed it off and said, well, don't worry about that. Uh, well, believe it or not, she's still working there because he can't seem to replace her. Um, and so we thought uh his wife would fill her position but she uh decided different so yeah my wife's still there we're trying to get her out of there though
1: (laughs) you know i that's pretty funny when you think about it bill because the way i'm going to explain this is you sold your job the thing about it, most people buy themselves a job, right? They go buy a business, they start a business, they buy a business, and then they buy themselves a job. You sold your job and you still have your job. That's an amazing concept right there. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, for those who like to do that, because I, I don't want anybody to think I have to do that, because I definitely don't have to do that. But when you enjoy something, why not? You know, it's I go to play now.
1: You know, you're not the only one that's done that. Um, Frank, uh, Madeline's husband, uh, also did that. He sold his company and then he went back to work for the guy because he didn't know what to do with himself, right? He's like, I don't know what to do. I like doing this. I like, you know, creating this stuff. So it happens. It happens out there all the time. So let's talk now. Let's see where we got here. We only got about a minute and a half left. So what I want to go into when we come back, I'm going to give you a little heads up into it so that you can think about it, because this is not a normal question. As you work through this through the years, since you've been you know, here really five years doing this, at least, um, what has changed in your approach? What has changed in your thought process during that period of time? As to going through this Um, and another way to look at it is what has morphed? Because I know now you say, you know, you're working on the family office. Uh, We all get to that point eventually. So that's that's the end run. But what what morphed in your belief systems during that time? Because what I'm trying to pick up is some insight for people that are getting into where you're at and they're in the first year or two of buying these properties. And we're trying to figure out, you know, how does this play out, type of thing. Since you've got that experience to look back now, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's why I'm asking this question. So think about that. We'll take a short break here. Um, when we come back, we'll have Bill answer that very technical, <laughs> open-ended, indirect question. We'll be right back with Bill Fravel and the Dell Walmsley Radio Show.
0: to creating the lifestyle you really want keep listening the Del Wansley radio show returns in moments I created
1: these case studies 30 years ago for this reason you're the accountant you're the CPA you're the the engineer the IT guy do you follow what I'm saying you're that little quiet cubicle guy and you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire so I have to bring the cubicle people up here And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on, right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. Until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there.
2: Join us today. Check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com.
0: You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at LifestylesUnlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to
1: Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Bill Fravel out of Orlando. Uh, Bill's portfolio, 2,723 units billion dollar net worth uh or total worth i'm sorry and uh that's 70 active apartment complexes as we went to break bill i tasked you with a tough question as uh you know what has morphed in your belief system and your practices since the beginning you buying these things to now five years later that's a real good question Dell. i will say that um As one who now acquires
2: about 70 or more K-1s every year, (laughs) that becomes daunting for the accountant. So, um, one of the things I'm doing as time's gone on is, as one of these complexes might sell, I'm trying to double up on the next investment. Um, In fact, last year, quite a few did turn, um, six or seven. So, I was lucky in three of them that they were able to do what's called a 1099 exchange, and in those, I doubled up on those. So that that seems to be working nicely at this point, plus it puts those taxes off to a later date. Um, so that would be probably the main thing. I mean, I'm still sticking with... Uh, certain leads I've grown to trust and, and work with, and also still working on more of a, a yield play with a value add, kind of a hybrid situation. Um, and that seems to be like working best for me right now.
1: Now, when you say double up, what do you mean by that?
2: Well, let's say you put X number, let's say you put 100000 into a particular deal now i'm thinking more well let's double that up let's do two hundred thousand in that deal i guess so because i have a lot of uh, again leads i've worked with now that i trust and know and not to say that i'm not still venturing out with a new lead because i still believe that's you know that's that's the beginning for them and and i should uh, help them out as well
1: yeah that's a Some interesting stuff there. I I understand the doubling up concept that what you're trying to do is get out of having 70 K ones. That is kind of daunting. And so I also understand the concept. Now you've built some trust in some of these leads you're with. That part makes sense also. Um, Now, as far as going with the the beginners, I, I still think I'd be hesitant to give a large amount to any one beginner. Uh, just because he's not tried and true, not, you know, doesn't have that experience. And, uh, but I do like beginners because I found that I get the greatest rate of return from beginners because they tend to pick deals that are easier to turn around. They're quicker. Time, so the, the time value of money ends up being better. You get a higher rate of return. So it might take three years to turn around a big deal, it might only take a year and a half to turn around a small deal. And so we get our money in and out. And, double it in a quicker period of time. So that that's an interesting exactly. point. What else has changed? I mean, you you obviously, if you get to the point where you've got that many deals, even if one's hitting, one missing, you know, because I've owned real estate since I was 30, there's always something that's not hitting 100%, but, it's, you know, maybe making a little or not making much at all. And then there's other ones that are rocking and they're up and down. But when you got that many, that variety, 70 different deals, they've got to be averaging out on a Pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think of mean, I guess. Would it be mean or average or whatever it is you're getting every month has to be pretty. Exactly.
2: Yeah, if you look at the average, it is good, and you're exactly right. No matter how many deals you have, you're going to have some that are producing, some that are, are not doing as well, some that are stellar and um and and you really, even if you pick your leads the best you can, you still really don't know how that's gonna outcomes gonna be, so having multiple deals like I do really works well for me to keep that um the dividends
1: coming in. Let's go to um what does the future look like i mean when you when you're where you're at now and you're you're managing the family office, which for those of you out there that don't know what that means, it's a point you get to in life where All you're doing is you're managing where your money's at, your family's wealth, where's it invested, which means you got to move it around, you know. You have to move it in and out of things as one thing becomes less productive. You say, "Hey, you know, let's let's lower the amount of that we have in our portfolio, and move it over here to something else. that's more productive and and so on and so forth. Then it becomes a full time job of moving this stuff around. Uh, not like you get up and go to work every day, but, you know, it is really a full time job. Um, where do you go from here?
2: Well, I agree with you. Um, last year, that's it. Seemed like every every month somebody was going to sell another apartment complex. So I had to then quickly figure out, well, where am I going to move this money to? Because uh, with my belief system, I, I believe whatever comes out of that, you need to roll it into the next one. So from from here on out, I'll, I feel like I'll continue doing that. I'm hoping one day to get one of my children to uh, to do the same for the family. But um, for now, yeah, just continuing to roll a sale into a new one, a new deal, um, continuing to educate myself on uh, you know, our best areas in the, in the states to invest and uh, keep up with all these leads at lifestyles. That's a full-time job almost. With so
1: many new ones, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, uh, you come to the expo each year, and there's 250 new ones sitting there uh, that you get an opportunity to meet.
2: And I did want to mention too, um, when I was when I was saying about going, still going in with new leads, um, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't double up on those. Just kind of keep those minimal to put your put your toes in the water with them.
1: When you're moving that money around like that. And, uh, you know, stuff selling and and so on and so forth. How difficult is it to time it to get it out of one and into something else?
2: Usually there's enough deals going on that it's not a problem. However, I can say I've had a few that I agreed to get in their new deal, yet the one that I was rolling the money from hadn't closed yet. So I've run into that problem before, but honestly, with all of the the deals going on at any given time, even right now when things have slowed down quite a bit, it's it's pretty amazing because right now I'm fully funded and and there's deals going on all the time I'm looking at.
1: Yeah, that's people can't understand that. I uh, remember what it was I wanted to ask you. Um, house money. Are you at the point where you're playing with house money yet? And I guess. To answer that, what I'm looking for is, have you doubled your money since you started?
2: Yes, absolutely. With I, I'm just playing with house money now. So from the money I started with, that's definitely doubled,
1: and I just continuously redeploy it. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, I really don't want to retire and say, no, nobody really wants to retire. but uh, Well, that's not true. A lot of people want to retire. But what I was getting to is that some people like what they do and what really makes it enjoyable many times. And I remember when I quit my job in the health club business and I was working six days a week, 12 hours a day. And I said, I'll come back and work four days a week and that's it. And then all of a sudden it was fun again. And the the point you make, if you got something you're really good at, you really like to do and you enjoy it. It's not that you're trying to get out of it. It's just you're trying to get your life back away from it so that it doesn't own you anymore. And it really makes it a difference. Share a little bit about how much nicer it is and how it feels different between you and your wife, knowing that you don't have to get up and run that practice every day.
2: I'm telling you, it's the best. Um, I will say that um, in me deciding how to go about selling my practice, and this will be good for dentists out there listening, too, I could have gone two routes. I could have gone the corporate route where I sold to a corporation. I could have worked for them for five years to pay back what they paid me and then probably get out. But I knew that really wasn't for me. Um, since I've had this practice since 1987, I, I pretty much know the neighborhood, know the city, and um, I wanted to find somebody that would have the same values that I had when, the, when I sold it to them. So I really feel very lucky and blessed that that happened. And so um, the two of us work so well together, and like I said, to me, it's just a joy to go in there now because I don't have a worry in the world about managing the thing. That's what he does. And we get along very well. And, and it was a choice I did have to make. Yes, I could have made more money in the sale to a corporation, but I didn't need to do that. I've got real estate, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's worked so well that um, that's another reason I just stay because. I have a blast when I go to work now. I have no worries in the world when I go in there, and I'm still creating beautiful smiles,
1: which I love to do. Probably makes your chairside manner a lot nicer, also, huh?
2: Oh, it does. when When I come in, the staff lightens up. Oh, Doctor Fravel's here to help out,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they keep making these comments that I'm I'm always jovial and laughing all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, somewhere along the line, I heard that defined as laughing all the way to the bank or something like that. But uh,
2: <laughs> well, that, I would have to put it the new owner does that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: bu- I'm building the practice for him still, but um, I enjoyed so much. I think it's a great thing. So that's um, good. I, you know, I, I'd wish that on anybody.
1: Yeah. Um, any other hobbies? Any other thing? Do you have your wife and you found yet? a way to psychologically break free of the job. I mean, travel. Uh, and I'm not saying everybody likes to travel. but I'm saying is, you know, there's some things out there everybody wants to do, but sometimes you just get tied to a job and you can't break yourself away from it.
2: Right. Exactly. Um, I do a lot of, uh, I like, I cook, believe it or not. I've always been the cook and I do enjoy that. I like to go out and buy the ingredients to make a wonderful dinner. So, uh, I enjoy doing that, uh, and I don't mind working in the yard either or walking the dog. It's a blast. I think you walk the dogs now, right?
1: Yeah, I do. I've uh, fallen in love with these two huskies I have, and they're just like my best friends. And, yeah, I spend hours with them, believe it or not. It's crazy. (laughs)
2: Oh, Look like a crazy old man
1: walking down the street with two giant, you know, huskies. <laughs> they're pulling they're pulling me down the street, put it that way. I'm not walking them, they're walking me. Yeah, so.
2: Exactly. So yeah, so and it's funny how um I always wondered what I would do, but I don't sometimes I don't have enough time. Like, oh my gosh, I gotta go in I gotta go in today.
1: <laughs> I don't have enough time to do what I normally do. It is true. It it, you know you 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 don't have a job to go to like I do a radio show one hour a day for three days a week, and yet I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to do a radio show today. There's there's an hour of my life being taken away. You know, know. it's amazing that you feel that way about it. But it is. There's not enough time, and it's it's funny because as I get older. It gets to the point where I start thinking, "Gosh, I got to get all this stuff in," you know. And you start to see as you get older, all these people out there that are your age are dying. That, that's the freaky thing, you know. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. And, and it, it really starts, you know. Well, I better right. get some more stuff done here, you know. I gotta, that's right. I, that's right. Yeah, I turned so. seventy this year, so
2: it's it's a new awakening.
1: <laughs> now, are you going to be at the uh, Expo this year?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to come the last couple of years. And so I'm really looking forward to it. My wife and I will be there and looking forward to seeing you and everybody else we've missed seeing.
1: Yeah, this Dallas Convention Center that we're going to, it's actually Irving Convention Center, is really fabulous. In fact, we're so large now and we had to take up two different venues uh, that are right next to each store to each other. So um, it's really getting to be something else there. Uh, are you on any of the panels this time? I am not on
2: any of the panels at the moment, no. Okay. But I look forward to it because we haven't been to Dallas yet, so I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Well, this this place is really nice. I think it's way nicer than the George R. Brown in Houston. So we're really looking forward to it. Well, Bill, it's five years now, huh? Five years you've been on this every year. You've been on the Didn't show. You believe it. Yeah. And I enjoy it every time, Dale. I enjoy it every time. I
2: enjoy what you have to give, and I can't wait to get to the expo.
1: Well, we appreciate you giving back. The rest of you out there, remember this it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.